0: You should try drunk iRacing racing with VR. That's no, that an That sounds terrible. That
1: sounds terrible. <laughs> I did.
0: I did Watkins Glen in an Indy car. Absolutely wasted one. VR made me tight. so on... much
2: quicker on road. It's on insane. that
1: note, guys. Um...
2: Okay, let's start this. Welcome to E
1: Racer podcast. podcast, unnamed podcast. I'm your host Parker Kligerman. You know NASCAR driver, and you guys know the rest. Joined by the only guy who loves. The idea of a race control decision, Joshua Mendoza, and our good friend, Mr. Web3 himself, Web3 racer, AJ. AJ, Web3 racer, yes. That is me. (laughs) That's you. Uh, Let's get this thing started.
0: How many ways can you say AJ's name and say it incorrectly? AJ incorrectly, King. AJ. King.
1: I was reading. his Oh, did you not say my name right? No, I finally did the end, but oh, okay. they'll, they'll figure it out. You are AJ Henderson, so, um, guys, lots to talk about in the racing world right now. Yeah. By the way. Oh yeah. Big week, big week. Yeah, things are starting to heat up.
2: Out Some there. crazy stuff going on. Not gonna lie.
1: Yeah. Let's start with. Uh, tracks in stadiums got a picture of the coliseum track from la pretty cool looks tiny looks like that is gonna be a wild thing to navigate it's incredible how quickly they got
0: that together i literally flew over that not three weeks ago and yeah. it looked nothing like that that's it's just blows my mind how quickly they got that track up
2: there's not really much to it though well, yeah. You just put some it's dirt down, walls. you pave it, put some malls up, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Who knew you were a big uh, paving guy? Do you, well, do you pave in your free time? I, I may. <laughs> Trust to... me, AJ. You
0: act like that's no big ordeal. You have not seen us try to build highways here in
1: California. It might as well take.
0: They got to figure it out in Ohio,
2: buddy. Okay.
0: Decades to finish a a five mile stretch that's... of the four hundred five.
1: That's everywhere. It's on purpose. They make more. So hey, the uh, uh, AJ. One thing to kind of relate to sim racing for those that don't know, there's a game called Circuit Superstars, which we love. That's a lot of fun. They released an oval, and also a like stock car, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, and the track in that looks like the track at the Coliseum.
2: It looks bigger than the track of the Coliseum.
1: Well, yeah, it's bigger, but it's definitely like the design. Like, look at the shape of the two. They're the same shape. It's pretty. Yeah, big. that is true. And they're both flat, basically.
2: Mm. Yeah. Is so this a big is does a big art, conspiracy.
1: Well, does art imitate life or life imitate art?
2: Why not both? Well, well exactly. actually.
0: There was that. Wasn't there a commercial or some sort of like magazine that had shown the Gen Four cars racing at a place that looked almost identical to the Coliseum back in like two thousand four or two thousand five?
2: A magazine.
0: Uh, it was like a. It was like an advertisement, like new a Mountain Dew advertisement or something. It was. It was animation. Oh. Regardless, yeah, maybe Cars. <laughs> it wasn't Cars. No, it wasn't Cars. The movie. Like the California, that that, I love that movie so much. Um, well, no, it was not that.
1: It's really cool that photo. I think came from Ben Kennedy, who's done an excellent job uh, putting this whole thing together. I think I'm gonna go out to it even, you know, not even a work capacity. I might just go out there, uh, check it out for fun. But I haven't decided yet. It kind of I gotta see what my travel schedule is looking like. If it's too crazy, so
0: I I think uh, I'm gonna try to go out there and watch it in person.
1: Oh, you definitely, should. you're there. I'm gonna
2: watch it. You for my should. House. I'm here.
1: I got, I got to figure out how to get his in house. <laughs> <laughs> What's <Wow>. that? <laughs> well, that's, that's nice. AJ, you and about a couple million other people will be doing that. So yeah, yeah hopefully. At least. If yeah, we can get a couple yeah. million, that's a big win for NASCAR right there. We get be a very, big win. For, very yeah. big win. Very big win. Speaking of NASCAR, uh, Eric on announces he's retiring at the end of this year. So that big shock. Um, Here's my thing about Eric, really nice guy. I've obviously known him for many years. But to me, one of the most fascinating the most fascinating athletes in professional sports, to me, and I don't know why, maybe because that's I don't know, it has something to do with me. But I've always found it to be the, the NFL quarterback that is always sort of on the cusp of being the starter. His, you know, maybe he goes to three or four or five different teams, but he's a starting level nfl quarterback but he's just not the franchise guy he's not the guy that's going to go out there and become tom brady 2.0 he's not going to be you know the 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 place they the guy they build a franchise around but he's damn good enough to be there and he's gonna be there and he's gonna have a long career and he's gonna make a ton of money he's gonna win games but he's just not gonna be like the end-all be-all um and i always find that to be an interesting athlete and i want to you know I hope this isn't the derogatory towards Eric, but I think of him in that sense as a race car driver. Like he is a cup quality level race car driver that, you know, at one point was, sorry, I had an organization built around him at RPM, went to Stuart Haas, has won some races, has been a, a playoff driver almost every year, yet. You know, he's not the guy that's – he's not the Kevin Harvick, right? He's not the one that's putting the organization on his shoulders. He's not the one that they're going to build it around, that sort of thing. But he's absolutely the level to be there. So it's just an interesting – I don't know. I always think of guys like him interesting. Or to me, they're very interesting.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I feel like there was a lot of question marks around him. You know, going into the end of last season, and then he got that win at New Hampshire, and I think that put a lot of those question marks back at bay. Like, yeah, he deserves to be in that ride, but I completely agree with your analogy there. He is a starting-level quarterback, but he is not a franchise quarterback. He'll get your team to the playoffs, but he may not get you past wild card or anything like that. So
1: You did it better than me. I could have done it way quicker and simpler the way you did it. (laughs) That's kind of how I think of AJ in the social media realm. You know, he's gonna get us <laughs> to the playoffs. He, we're not building around him,
0: right? You're not get, you're not gonna win championship, but you'll you'll certainly get to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I mean that's all. That, I'm just trying to sk- just squeak by. I'm not trying to you know set any records or anything. I hear
1: you.
0: I agree though.
2: I've always liked Eric. Um, I'm gonna miss him. Yeah, I particularly ac- remember uh, back. I think he used to run Xfinity. A decent amount, didn't he? Yeah, he has. He, yeah,
1: he's yeah. had a, a very interesting career. He was uh, so he was at Joe Gibbs. Then they had that you know incident with him and Denny Hamlin, where he led like half the race at Milwaukee, and then oh, Denny Hamlin yeah. showed up and took the car over, but the win was awarded, and they won the race, but the win was awarded Eric, but he wasn't in the car because at that time, if you you know the the win went to that driver. Um, And started it yeah the points and the win so that was a weird deal um but it was his first win and then he left Gibbs and went to DEI which then cratered um but it got him to cup and then he went back to trucks drove that 51 truck and I think he won a couple races and then he went to Junior Motorsports and Xfinity and then got the opportunity to go back to cup with Richard Petty and was there until he went to Stuart Haas so interesting career yeah, he's all—he was all
0: over the place. He, it's interesting that he went up to Cup and then went back to trucks to kind of rebuild his. It, it almost—it does remind me a little bit of what Ross Chastain did for a little bit. He race did a little bit, dabbled around, got up to Cup, and then went down to trucks and just kind of rebuilt on the way back up.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Didn't work for me though.
0: No. Well, not hey, yet. I mean, not yet.
1: You're still in that truck level. <laughs> Can't seem to break through. <laughs> for some reason, even if you win and you just outrun all the other people, that, that it doesn't work for some of us. So, Guys, I got a new ridiculous F1 headline.
2: Oh, yes. I want to hear Let's it. I'm hear excited.
1: It. All right. So... And by the way, for our listeners, we have changed up this segment a little bit. We're just sort of rapid-firing some of the stuff. But there's so much out there. Uh, heres I'm just going to give you the headline. I don't even need to click on the article. I don't want to because I obviously just once again took a tiny blip out of a quote and created an entire headline and article out of it. Schumacher has great, in quotations, great expectations for new Haas.
2: Oh, yes. I saw that yep. today. Yep. Yep, that one's pretty good.
1: Um yeah so there you go guys i would hope so i
2: I and even if he doesn't
1: yeah that's that's what you say anyway i you know my point what (laughs) go on i'll be honest
0: if haas comes into 2022 and doesn't have a car that can at least maintain the back of the field or at least fight for anything better than 17th on a good day um the whole rebuilding process of 2021 where they basically committed no time to Working and focusing on the 2022 car was a complete loss. They've been doing that for years, though.
2: Every year for the past three years, they're like, yeah, we're just focusing on next year's car. And next year comes around and they're worse.
1: I think, yeah, I think there's some systemic issues within that situation. You know, the new car and the new rule should be a reset that normally happens in Formula One. I don't mm-hmm. doubt that there's optimism. It's just like the next gen car in NASCAR, you know, there's there's definitely going to be surprises and small teams that have great success early on because they just hit on it right because the you know the way I always look at it is that you're when a car has been around and a rule set for a while has been around, you know, eventually the top teams get to where that car is using ninety nine point nine percent of its potential that it has in it. You know, when we start with something fresh, everyone's down in the 70 percentile area. So, you know, there might be a team that – a small team that shows up and they hit 73 percent of the car's potential, and suddenly they're 3 percent faster in the field. Like that is what will happen for the next – in both series. So I don't doubt they'll be good. I just find the headline ridiculous because it's – wouldn't it be a headline actually if he got up there and he's like, look, we're going to be total shit. So like we're <laughs> gonna suck and I expect us to suck and I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. Like that would be a more that would be a headline. Someone saying they expect that they're going to be better than the year prior, I don't think
2: of a headline. I've always had this critique when it comes to media, particularly in sports. I don't I mean I guess it's really the only media that consumers with sports, but as when like an interviewer would be like, Hey, uh, Kyle Bush, you finished second today to your teammate, how's it make you feel? And it's like, what do you think he's gonna say? Like, you know, you already know what his answer is gonna be. But yeah. Anyway, well, come on, come on, Parker. Well, why no, do no, you guys no, no, ask that no. yeah, silly question?
1: Nope, I wouldn't have answered. I would not have asked that question the way you did. Well, it well, was. It. I'll tell you why. It was well, I'll tell you, you to be why. Fair. I'll tell you why. You want to know why? What? This tell is me. a lesson for all the viewers out there and anyone aspiring to be in the broadcast world. You never ask, and this is one of the most. Early, I've gotten many like lessons that for some reason stuck with me from some of the higher ups at NBC who are, are very versed, obviously, in TV and very knowledgeable about these things. But one of our bosses would say, "You never ask how they feel, because that leaves it open for them to just say one-word answer: good, you know, bad, goodbye, right?"
2: What oh, well, ask, I was paraphrasing. What you would ask
1: bit. is, by finishing second, how you know how does this affect something going forward or you know, what is your current thought process as you, you know, watch this other guy go in, or what is your how do you process the second place finish? Bam. That's why you always hear how do you process and all those things, because you're trying not to say how do you feel because it leaves it open for them to just have a one word answer. I Kyle think Bush it'd be still
0: manage to give you a
1: one word answer though. I think it he would be would, kind but of... If you nail the question, then you've done your job. <laughs> I think if you it ask would be him kind how he feels funny. and then he, he gives you one word, you didn't you failed.
2: We yeah. should give the drivers like a multiple choice sheet after every race, and then they can just answer however they want. <laughs> I think that's the move. I I have some
0: exciting news. Okay. I'm actually I may be going to my first Formula One race. Well, well this isn't the it's news not, it, No, this isn't news. This is this is for the F1 because we're talking F1 here. We okay. were previously. Yeah, we okay. were. <laughs> I did This is this. I have a different news thing item. I may be going to the Spanish Grand Prix.
2: Ooh! Oh,
1: you're gonna get locked in Spain again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. We're just gonna. For those of you who don't know, I was locked in Spain from March of 2020 until basically August of 2020. <sighs> and during that time, I met Parker, Landon, AJ, and we had an absolute ball of a time. We uh, we started up E-Racer, did the LCQC, raced some you know, endurance races and uh, all while I was staying up through the middle of the night to stay on the same time zone as you guys, going to sleep (laughs) at 8 a.m., waking up at 4 p.m.
2: Not to mention you were uh, crew chiefing Garrett Smithley in the Provinational on your laptop in Spain. Yeah, that
0: was, uh, I managed to make things work where they shouldn't have. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was just an experience um, I also made a video of the Airbnb that I was staying in, uh, in the style of MTV cribs. So,
1: I uh, I'll have to show that to, to you guys at some point. I think you guys that would enjoy fine. that. <laughs> uh, thanks for just bludgeoning news here in the non-news section. This is where we discuss the hottest topics in. Really, reason. what's the this next is called topics the... situation? Well, this is actually personal news. So, oh no, no. Do you want, we, do we you want me? Do you oh. want me to
0: do that in the format of an F one headline? mendoza Mm -hmm. signs to go to
1: spanish grand prix in no no no. i don't know it would have been mendoza thinks he will be going within quotation marks thinks he will be going to the spanish grand prix in 2022 and may replace may may replace michael massey um guys big race coming to its end here dakar just quick update for you it's been wild lots of big crashes the bikes class is incredibly close. There is an American in Austin Jones who's looking like he could win the side-by-sides. Uh, and there's another American named Seth Quintero who races a different kind of side-by-side, it's the other class. He had an axle break, but so he's not in the running for the overall win cuz he's he lost 16 hours with that. But this kid is two stage wins away from tying the all-time Dakar stage win record in a single Dakar, which is 10, which has stood since 1994. Except back then they had 17 stages. Now we only have like 14 or something like that. Wow. So 13, 12. So his win percentage is like 89% right now compared to uh, the guy who won it. And his name, he was a French guy, um, Lartigue was his name, Pierre Lartigue or something. He, he had a 54% or 59% win record. percentage so this uh i think i think this well it's something cool at least if you're an american out there that that needs a reason to watch dakar it's kind of cool to see if this kid will pull it off next couple days so you can catch it on the olympic channel 8 p.m eastern time every night every night guys every night wow that's that's a lot of nights yeah aj every night we have more personal news josh
0: oh okay Aj, I you have personal news? We apparently we can do personal news outside
1: the the you, even though the we're
0: the in the top segment. big race. What well, do this you is mean outside of personal this news? This is
2: racing related. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Did you Mine not wasn't... see the primer? I did. See oh, the I, primer, I was yeah. just. Oh,
0: I just I, I figured Formula One. News? I thought Formula One was racing related. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't making fun. I had... forget
2: it. I Parker, me and you've talked about this before. But yep. I am watching Monster Energy Supercross full time this year. I want to stick to it. I watched the first round in Anaheim. It was great. Uh, that's my personal news. So, this is interesting because you and I have talked about
1: this. And I have tried time and time again to get into Supercross, starting about, why at this point, geez, probably 10 years ago or more. No, more. Probably 13 or 14 years ago. Got him. Way older than I rise. But nonetheless, um, I would do this all the time. I would start and be like, the season comes around. It's right before the you know the uh, car racing season kicks off. I'm going to check out Supercross. I'm going to watch this. And I would get into it. I'd watch Anaheim 1 and maybe Anaheim 2 or like a couple of the first few. And then I would just be sort of disappointed in some of the races being not as exciting as I hoped. And then I would fall off and not watch it. Then it came to NBC, got back into it, started watching it again and i'm sort you know i'm definitely more versed now because it's one of our properties so like i pay far more attention than maybe i did before those couple of years um but yeah i mean what what grav what gravi- what, have you, what has made you gravitate to it and why are you wanting to stick with it
2: you know i think first off it's mainly cuz there's no racing really going on right now uh like season long racing obviously there's like the Dakar going on the Chili Bulls is this week which we'll talk about Uh, but like a race season. This is I feel like this is like the first one, on my radar at least that starts like as soon as the year starts. So that's main. I used to watch it back in the day, that back when uh Ryan Villapoto was dominating, and then he left, and now it's like super competitive the last couple of years. Uh, I was like you know I want to watch a season that isn't just NASCAR F one. I want to branch out my. My season-long uh, motor sports binging a little more, so I chose motocross because I bought a Peacock sub- subscription. And I was like, "Ah, hey! they they broadcast it on Peacock live. It's five dollars. It's a great deal." And uh, here I am. Did
1: you use? Did you use your eraser promo code?
2: There's an eraser promo code.
1: No, there isn't, but there should be now. <laughs> oh well, yeah, we need to make that happen. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, To finish out our big racing topics, we can't go any further without discussing something that's going to be all over Twitter this week, which is the Chili Bowl that I have literally no idea how it works. Um, Having never been to it and only ever watched the last feature uh, and maybe just highlights from the other stuff, I have no idea how it starts, but I think they race like 465,000 times between now and this next weekend, and then there's a champion. Am I correct? I tried
2: reading the format today because they released it or somebody did and I couldn't understand any of it <laughs> but it sounds really so cool
0: so i i this may be an old format but i remember there would be like qualifying times where you go out you set a qualifying that would like depend on where you would start the race or st- start your heat or your qualifier for your heat race i don't know what it was and then you would get like points based on how many time how many people you pass. I yeah, passing is, points. So they're yeah, called, you I get think. pass passing points. And I I don't know if they do an invert. I think they do an invert of some way. They do
2: an invert every fifteen minutes at least. Okay, so wait, what every fifteen minutes? That was a joke. But there's so many inverts. I was reading through it. I, I was like, yeah, oh, here's an invert. Yeah. Here's another invert. Oh, here's yeah. another invert. The Passing points do a lot is of,
1: something that I don't even get, but go on. A, yeah, I, I don't think that should be...
0: Okay,
2: we're not here to roast the Chili Bowl. No, we're not now. here to no. roast... I'm, no, I'm saying no. I don't
1: understand like how that all works and like where they add it up to the different... It's just a... I don't know. I don't it, know how it works. Yeah, It's, it's
2: very confusing. Uh, I hope they have a large team of individuals who went to school to memorize the well, format.
1: I think they've just been doing it for so long that it, uh, it just sort of works. I mean, I guess it's
0: not too different from our events, just without the inverts and passing points. You have a yeah. qualifier that puts you into a heat that's that puts true. you into a preliminary how, race, and
1: that preliminary
2: and race. And with puts something you into, like this, hey, how
1: many how many cars do they have right now? How I many think cars. Four hundred ish. Is it four hundred this year?
2: Wow, Around four hundred. a lot. Yeah.
1: No, wait, no, no, no. Find out that that that's insane. I'm dead serious. I thought it was like I thought it was like three hundred normally.
2: Chili Bowl twenty twenty two entries. I'm how many entrants? Guarantee it's over 400.
1: No, that would be pretty sure. That would just be if it's
2: not, it's very close to 400.
1: Maybe 360. Let's see here. Uh, That's a lot of spaghetti soup.
2: I don't even know where to go to look it up.
0: They they, they refer to the, the the heats as spaghetti soup because yes, they do. it is no, uh, it's alphabet, oh, soup. alphabet soup or alphabet, alphabet soup. Yeah, sorry, alphabet soup. And it's uh, basically heat A is or whatever it is is like the top fastest, and then you have heat probably Z. I don't know or A Z or something like that. I don't know if they do the Excel format where you have so many heats, you just do A A A B A C but <laughs> it's a lot. They have a lot of heats.
1: Uh. Wait, what is
0: this?
2: 380 drivers are registered.
1: 380.
2: As of All January right. 3rd, which is... That so, rounds
1: up to 400. So the Firecracker 400 had more... It's a new record. Uh, last year, just putting it out there. You know, just saying, so... <laughs> wow not, not not that we're not not guys. that it
0: not that we were <laughs> competing or that it was just infinitely cheaper to enter the firecracker for yeah but we wow. were bigger than the chili bowl
1: in one respect <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome i just think that's so cool i i i shouldn't be i mean if someone listens to the first part of this make like, oh he's a hater on this stuff I'm like no i actually think it's badass yeah i want to go do it one time i i actually probably maybe had a Bit of an opportunity this year to try and put together, and I just failed on putting it together. It's just the off this like this. There's like two or three weeks where everyone shuts down in the world, and especially the motorsports world. And I really like enjoy that two weeks, and that's literally like the midway through December to the end. And then I forget. Then it comes like this time. I'm like, damn, I didn't put a chili bowl deal together. And it's like because you got to start that back in November, but I just can't. Mm -hmm. I can't think about it. So
0: you know. It, and what I think it's interesting, that track in and it of itself is wild. Have you heard how they prepare that track for Chili Bowl.
2: Uh, no. Well I think I know where you're going. I'm not sure how accurate it is.
0: No, it it it's different every single year. Oh okay. and there 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 have been years I know at one point they this is he said she said rumor through the grapevine stuff. But I believe one year they had an issue with they thought that the uh, the inside bank, I'm forgetting what that call that's the called, the berm was in like the wrong place. And they actually yeah. went back to the iRacing racing scan to figure out where the yep. berm used to be. And then they're like, Oh, we're off by a foot or two, and they moved the berm back or moved the berm forward or something like that. I don't know if that's a true story, but no, if I'm not, rich, that's that a real that's like a bell. A, I think
2: that I think that actually happened. So
0: yeah. in it's 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 incredible yeah, because it's a brand every year it's a brand new track so that you don't know what you're getting it's not like going back to the same track every single year you have to learn the track every single time I think and,
2: they try to make it similar though I thought yeah
0: they do make it similar but dirt tracks oh yeah have dirt such a personality change. to them that it's even the type of mud or dirt that they're made mm-hmm. of can change how they harden up over time so here's a oh, link. I, from auto Week. I learned
2: they made an article nope. about it. So Got it. it's on the internet, Bam. so it's true.
0: All right. We'll, we'll so drop I... that in the show notes. Oh, it's from yeah, Matt Weaver. Yeah, so it's
2: legit.
1: There you go. Bam, it's boom. We know it now. It's for real. I the I learned about dirt tracks changing doing the Bristol Dirt this past year. Um because in practice we were one of two of the fastest car trucks on the track. And I hadn't been on dirt since two thousand nine when I drove some arca races. So I was trying to learn it, but we were just so fast. And, like, by the end of the – if they had run the race that night, we, myself and Chase Briscoe probably would lap the field. We were about two and a half tenths faster than everyone else. But then <sighs> the next two days it rained, like monsoon rained. And by the time we raced that Monday, wherever it was, I believe it was Monday, the track was completely different. Like, we, was mm-hmm. easy, I, wouldn't, I didn't think I was at the same place. And so we ended up running, I think, 8th. And we were maybe like a fifth to seventh place truck, but we went from being a truck that was easily two tenths faster in the field to the 51 truck of Truex being that, and us being a fifth to seventh place truck. And like, mm-hmm. I'll through my crew chief and I were discussing the dirt track this year, like what we were thinking, how we could be better. And I was like, to be honest, the only way we could be better was if we had someone who knew what the hell they were looking at with the dirt. <laughs> I was like <laughs> that was our problem. We didn't have we didn't have a setup problem, we didn't have a driving issue. We had a well, we were really fast and the track was like this and then the track got rained on for 2 days and we weren't as fast. What happened, right? And so like that that's you know what adjustments you make, but you were uh, part of the you weren't a part of that heat that they tried to start, right? Um no. I was sitting in my truck waiting yeah, to go and got one. yeah and I got I was in there and the mud came across from the trucks going by went onto our windshield <laughs> and covered it it was a it was absolute anarchy and that uh, NASCAR made the right choice canceling the heats cuz it was it was like it was the wettest nastiest stuff just sticking everything um yeah that was terrible so I I feel so
0: bad for NASCAR because that was the first time we actually saw like a, that track Actually ran as a race, I feel like, and it Mm -hmm. was a complete disaster. And it just gave so much fuel to the fire of the people that are like, "Oh, this shouldn't be a dirt track. We shouldn't." But I think it was great. I found it very entertaining.
1: Yeah, most fun I've ever had driving a stock car, bar none, was that track and the ruts that would develop, and you'd have to avoid them, and like you could hook the right rear into a certain rut or get the left front on the berm, and it just it was the coolest thing ever
2: so yeah guys, it's like supercross racing oh yeah speaking but, you know we're just talking about it
1: well mm-hmm. no but cool because because it's four wheels ooh that's
0: okay that we're going to so have I a
3: two
1: wheel <laughs> versus four wheel debate i'm kidding i just want to i just i basically just come on i'm like my buddy who has a twitter only to shitpost i feel like that on this podcast all of <laughs> wow. our
2: moto gp fans have just clicked off yeah you know i love
0: I, MotoGP. I will say this podcast is probably the first time I'm going to have to mark it as an explicit podcast because I think we've dropped more curse words in this podcast than any of the what other mean? ones combined. Yeah, oh, what's up? You, sub- f-
1: you can say those words.
0: Can you I can say, it say it
2: right now? Say. What's that? Are you gonna stop me if I if I say a curse word?
1: Just no. don't say the F word.
2: Ah, dang it! That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. <laughs> all right, all right. You
0: were gonna, you were, you had a transition all lined up, cocked in the barrel, ready to go. So I do.
1: Um, what is it? We got some big news on the other side, but before we get there, guys, we have our first ever guest. We got to talk to him earlier. Take a listen to none other than this incredible human being that we had joined this podcast for the first time ever. All right, so now we're joined by our first ever guest here on the E-Racer unnamed podcast. Easy for me to say. All right, so who do we have here? We have a man who goes by a name that lives in space. None other than Moonhead, which is an incredible name. Uh, massive iRacing streamer, great content creator, and all-around big race fan, Waffle House guy. Welcome to the podcast, Travis.
3: Dang, that was really good. That was really good.
1: <laughs> My intros <laughs> are getting better, guys. I'm more yeah, excited. that was
3: really good. Um, yeah, man, you're our first guest, so this is a big deal. Dude, it's an honor. I appreciate you guys having me. I don't know who canceled, but I'm glad, glad y'all picked me. It was Brad Pitt, just so you know. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 Josh is good friends with him. I think AJ. We actually share a birthday. Wait. Fact. No way. Yeah, me, Brad Pitt, and Steve Austin share a birthday.
2: Wow, Stone Cold. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Pretty Stone wild. Cold and Moonhead. That'd be a great uh, duet. Be f- wow. Fun if all three of you smashed beers in your head one day yeah yeah and they start everyone wrestling moves on each other
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you think brad pitt's a regular viewer of, of Mooncar? probably yeah i uh
3: you know i think I'd, he races probably under an alias i think he's kind of stole my look to be honest you know I, I think oh. he saw how good looking i was and he was just like you know what you, know, you two do have look like similar hairstyles i actually don't know i just know people say he's good looking i don't know what he looks <laughs> like but
1: <laughs> <laughs> brad pitt's just like the most uh i guess elegant guy in the world Him or leo Car- dicaprio or whatever probably yeah
3: leo dicaprio yeah. you don't have yeah. to look at them to know that they're probably good looking you know? yeah exactly handsome <laughs> just you know their
1: name you just hear their name you're like Ah, that guy he's definitely yeah he's got to go 100
3: percent. yeah
1: for sure um aj so go ahead here well i want aj to get into it before we go much further i want aj to ask his
3: question
2: Oh, my Moonhead question? Yeah. I want to know where the name Moonhead came from.
3: I got a big old head, dude. Like, really big. And somebody used it as an insult. It was like a friendly insult, but like, he was trying to be a jerk, I guess. And uh, he called me Moonhead. And I wasn't very creative. And I was tired of like using like my initials for my gaming names and stuff. Cause I just started dabbling in like games other than iRacing. So I just started going by Moonhead on everything. So when the time came to start streaming and doing everything, I was Moonhead. And then the whole Mooncar thing started, and I wasn't creative then either. So I was like, Mooncar. And (laughs) the moon thing kind of stuck. I don't know. The moon's kind of cool. You can do some cool stuff with that. Yeah. Moonhead kind of rolls up the tongue.
2: You have a whole solar system
3: of brand ideas.
2: Mooncar. Yeah.
3: And it it gets a little weird because I like being called Travis more than I like being called Moonhead just because, oh. like, especially like in public. Yeah. In person, person. So like Moonhead. Wait, that's but, a revelation. Really?
1: Like, you like your real name over your alias.
3: Yes, for sure. Wow. Like if I could go back and like become, I guess somewhat relevant in some circles under my real name, I'd probably do that. But at the same time, Travis car does not sound as cool as moon car. So I think it worked out.
1: <laughs> well, Josh, if you want to jump in, Please do anytime. But it sort of- I was I was just
0: gonna mention to people the fact that this guy literally can stream anything on iRacing and make it so entertaining. Like that's my favorite part about Travis is the fact that at any time he could do anything. It could be Formula V's going through USA and he will make that the most entertaining broadcast ever. So if you haven't watched him, you should hop on Twitch and watch him.
3: I appreciate that we're the watch um, yeah i don't know i just review and yeah that was great you guys are doing a great job hyping me up here <laughs> i uh i don't know i i just i feel like sim racing kind of has lacked that um i feel like a lot of times people take it a little too serious and i think there are like definitely places to take it serious like you couldn't have me on the coke series with like huge you know brands like coke and hear me screaming cuss words like a belligerent redneck but like at the same time <laughs> i feel like there's a whole market of people out there who probably just view i-racing as fake racing so i like to tap into that and kind of do the stuff that we can't do in real life you know and i reverse think reverse engineer it yeah like I, I think to an extent e-racers found the perfect val- balance of like professionalism and like skill skilled drivers duking it out but y'all do it in like 87 cars at old Daytona or COT unrestricted at Daytona and do the LCQC. And I think that's pretty popular to people because they can turn on the TV and watch, you know, cup cars run around Texas or whatever. But I mean, they can't turn on TV and watch, you know, a couple moon car guys put an old Arca car up into the, you know, <laughs> the parking lot at Talladega or whatever we are doing that <laughs> night, you know? So. I, I don't know. I think there's space for both of it, but I don't know. I just, I like making everything really, really exciting.
1: I like how you're surprised how we've pumped you up because I don't know how many podcasts you've been on, but normally you don't go on a podcast and they just shit all over you. So Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should yeah, make that know. a policy going forward.
3: Yeah, there you go. That's a
0: good- No, no shitting on guests? <laughs> the ro- no, no, we more. actually roast them. We
3: roast yes. them. Oh, got it. Start like a podcast where you only bring on people you don't like. Yeah. And you just flame oh. them up for an hour.
2: That just <laughs> that
3: would do really good them. view-wise.
1: It would be huge. Probably would. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's doing it. You know, yeah, like, I'm eh. sure.
3: There's probably political podcasts like that. Where yeah, there's all sorts of, each of other. debate
2: podcasts and stuff.
3: But, yeah, a sport
1: one like that would be pretty interesting. That'd be pretty. Fun. Oh, that would be. Fantastic. I got so I wanted to go off of your moon car stuff, where you were talking about how you you know sort of jumped into it when did you realize you were like "Mm, you know what i think i'm gonna keep doing this i think people like it what was when was that moment
3: oh man so i quit a little bit in 2020 um and then trying to think around halloween i think we brought it back and for whatever reason like when i brought it back around halloween it just started doing really well and then we did the first uh martinsville 24 and we held like really really good viewership uh through all that are really good at the time for me and then i got partnered on twitch and beginning of 2021 so i guess this time last year it really started doing well and i started to see it it wasn't just like popular on iRacing i think that's kind of the moment where i was like okay this is cool because people who don't have iRacing or people who maybe weren't familiar with iRacing like just random folks on twitter were talking about moon car and so I was like, all right, I think I'm on to something. I'm going to keep going with this.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Uh, I've I've noticed that too. Like it definitely bridges that gap a little bit for people that maybe aren't even racing or anything. But it's just like, oh, this is hilarious. This guy is hilarious. How do you – you and I have had this discussion. How in the hell do you control all the cameras, do the commentary, and run the – basically the control of the races? Like,
3: dude, how's it? Possible? not very good. So, luckily, we've got Ben Easterday, who's our admin. And I uh, I, I kind of went on a, a speech the other night just thanking him because really without him, things would not go as smoothly as they do. He handles all, like, the in-race stuff. He's like our Josh. So, he does a good job with that. Um, but the cameras, man, like, I am so bad at it. Like, I am so, so, so bad at it. And... To com- compound that, I am not near as smart as the people who should be doing that. So, when you combine all that, I don't know. I just start clicking random things and hope it's showing something exciting and I'm yelling <laughs> about whatever I'm seeing. So, usually I just try to keep stuff up front because that's where the good racing's at. And then I can usually guess. So, Tom Miller, one of the guys who races a moon car, he's a buddy of mine. And We've realized, I don't know why, it's not on purpose, but every time I call out a wreck that I see out of, like, the corner of the screen, I always click on his name and go to it and just assume he's wrecking. <laughs> so you kind of pick up on who wrecks a lot, and usually I'm like, oh, there's a car. Kind of looked like this guy. It's probably that guy. He wrecks a lot, and usually I get lucky, and it is, and sometimes I completely miss it, and then I just cuss and scream more, and people forget about it.
1: That's basically the same way that we do <laughs> racer stuff, so... <laughs> Where's... Dude,
3: I've been a part of the E Racer stuff. That was like That was just a, a life-changing experience, man. I've never <laughs> seen like you got a producer in your ear, you got, you know, stuff on screen. It's it's a whole process. what was the most it's what was crazy. the most
1: shocking part?
3: Um the toughest part for me was when like the the producer dude Chris was like talking and like we would be talking so like i would have to listen to what he's saying and actually talk like oh man that. I didn't was, even know about yeah. that. yeah it wasn't like a, a common occurrence for me because i wasn't talking the whole time but that was something like just staying uh focused
1: yep yep in uh in real broadcast outside the same world we have like three or four of those people oh my
3: god yeah yeah i couldn't do it the <laughs> fcc would not be happy with with me on there because i'd i'd get the i'd would you be quiet? Like, I'd, I'd go off on these producers while I was trying to talk. Yeah.
0: That's funny. Do you, So, do you have a favorite uh, moon car finish wreck time?
3: Uh, We put Garrett Smithley in the concession stand and a Kia Hickory. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got beef. We, uh, he was just yeah, getting some Yeah, that was wild. I don't know how he pulled that off either because – Like, damage and everything was on, it. he still flew that far and landed over in the concession area and, like, the bathrooms. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We've had so many wild finishes, man. Like, I don't just say that to hype it up. Like, it's crazy how consistently our finishes are wild. And I think it's because we've got such a wide range of drivers, like. Mooncar is kind of a meme at times, but really, like, when you look at, like, the top ten, when it comes down to it in the end, there are some really, really good guys up there, and Mm -hmm. they're only racing to win, so some of the things people pull just create incredible finishes. That's a really good point. Um, I remember thinking
2: a couple weeks ago about, like, I was was some clip show that you guys put together for Mooncar, and I was like, man... If I was somebody who didn't understand how iRacing works, or sim racing, or racing in general, I would think that all of these are scripted, even though they're obviously not. But it's insane how many memorable finishes Mooncar has.
3: Yeah, it's it's wild, man. And we'll go on some runs where somebody will, you know, it's not a photo finish. And it'll still be a wild finish, but, like, those really, really, really wild ones make you just wait and see what's next and i always say like we'll have a wild one i'm like no way we're topping that we find a way to top it so yeah and it doesn't
2: even have to be it doesn't even have to be like talladega or daytona like you've had some wild finishes where it's like midgets at dirt bristol or something at south boston
3: yeah yeah it's crazy we one of the wildest finishes we ever had actually was at the roval with the trucks we had uh uh, who was it? Tyler, Gary, and and Cozy actually, they wrecked each other in the last turn, kind of like uh Truex and Jimmy did, and it was so close we couldn't call the finish um, because the line at Charlotte's weird. We had to like go to the replay. F- frame by frame and see where the lap changed. And I actually ended the stream and called the winner wrong. So I had to go back and call the winner right. Like, it was Like, the stream was ending, and, and like, I think I was playing, like, outro music, and then I came back and was yelling, like, hey, don't leave. Uh, Turns out he didn't win. We got a different winner. So... Yeah, we've had we had one race. We still don't know who won it. So we just said, y'all both come back tomorrow night and whoever finishes higher, in that race gets credit for last night's win. And so <laughs> I re- I remember yeah. that it's because someone's
0: nose finished beforehand, but their scoring thing the yeah. bobber that's in their in their in the back of their car, the other car
3: finished ahead. Yeah, and it's, so it was super wild like the other car supposedly was ahead but it clearly was not but we didn't know how to navigate that we have uh, i guess jordan worth and davy davis each have half a moon car win um <laughs> <laughs> so that that's pretty wild so yeah we have a lot of like wild things we actually have an all-time wins list now too so yeah that. All who's your biggest what's the biggest surprise on that list for you um how many winners there are there were over 150 something winners um and with how many races we've done, like we haven't done a ton of races. I mean, we've done a lot of races, but we haven't done like a ton of races. So, just how competitive it is, you know, our, our top winner, Cozy, has thirty four wins, but he's not running away with it. I think he's got them by like eight wins or something now. So,
0: mm-hmm. I, I was uh, I was second place for one of those wins. I remember that there was I was thirteenth coming out of turn four, and I finished second in that race. With, uh, with a front stretch pileup. So that was one of my favorite memories. Also that all-star race. Yeah. Uh, which was a complete disaster in and of itself. It was basically, the format was, you had two teams, uh, Team O'Neill and Team Gibson. Uh, I was Team O'Neill, and all of my friends uh, were Team Gibson. So that was a bit of an awkward situation. <laughs> Actually, I won't say all of my friends. There, were, I had some friends on O'Neill, But they all, the team meetings were basically a bu- it's just a yelling match the whole time. And then on track, it was just consistently yelling, but it was instead of yelling at each other, you were yelling at the other team and it was four wide blocking walls of green cars, orange cars everywhere. And in the end, uh, team Gibson used some evil tactics to win the race. And, um, dude, it was, it was just a shame.
3: That was such a good event. I've like, I've almost forgotten about it cause we've done so much since then, but that was so wild. And while you're saying that too, it reminded me, I think I do have a favorite finish. There was a time, so uh, my buddy Spider from Barstool. I don't know if you are familiar with him. Yeah, He does a lot of their their NASCAR stuff. Yeah, Spider, he's a good dude. He made his iRacing return one night and said, hey, I'm going to run Mooncar, and my childhood friend uh, is going to run too. He's never run. And he had, like, this guy had just gotten into iRacing. They grew up, they were neighbors, so, like, they grew up together. Well, Spider went out there. I think he might have wrecked on the pace lap, finished, like, seven laps down. And there was this huge pileup on the last lap, and all the leaders wrecked each other. There were cars flipping. I, like, couldn't keep track of who was going where, and I checked timing and scoring, and sure enough, across the line, Spider's childhood friend, who had just got iRacing and hopped into a moon car race, <laughs> drove straight <laughs> through the middle of that wreck and won. And I don't know why, but that was the funniest thing ever to me. That's so awesome. that's probably my favorite one.
1: So That's cool. I, uh, I want to finish this out. Where, where do you see moon industries in, in three years from now? And
3: I'm calling it Moon Industries, by the because it's it's a yeah. conglomerate. Uh hopefully still going. I uh I don't I wanna dabble in all sorts of other forms of content. Um, obviously keep moon car going. I really to be honest, there was a time where I kinda wanted to change how we do moon car, but now I wanna keep moon car exactly like it is and just keep doing our thing. Um, obviously we'll adapt to like new things on iRacing, uh, you know, just Follow whatever we think's working at the time, but I don't want to change too much with that. But overall, like just as the whole Moon deal goes, I kind of want to branch out into some more IRL stuff, um, and just keep hitting a lot of real world racing.
1: Love it. That's awesome, man.
0: Where where can our listeners find this amazing content?
3: Uh, Twitch.tv/Moonhead or on Twitter, it's Moonhead. I upload a lot there too. We'll uh, we'll throw like little highlights and. Clips and stuff on there, and that's kind of been a big key. I think we kind of popped off on Twitter, and that's that's helped us on Twitch. So that's awesome. That's pretty much those two places. If you want to see it, that's where you go. And I like to retweet them,
1: especially the really good ones, like the crazy Talladega finish. (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) If you're if you're looking for him, you follow me, you'll definitely see Moonhead pop up. So (laughs)
0: absolutely, and we'll drop his socials in the show notes uh, in this little listen area on your app somewhere cool josh take us away all right uh heading back to you josh all right thanks josh um so that was an entertaining little little section there i i travis is an awesome guy i really appreciate him coming by and really do if you have an opportunity check him out on twitch you can watch one of his videos on demand or you can watch him live either way you're gonna have enter- an entertaining time pop on open a beer and enjoy it for sure
1: Yeah, Mooncar is awesome. He's a great dude. Love that guy. So, guys, um, this is normally we do sim racing, and we would have done news, but we'd now fit the guest ahead of the news. But we kind of – does anyone have any pressing news topics before we get to our big topic?
0: May, may May I just talk about Sonoma Raceway? Oh, yeah. Do. So, Sonoma Raceway has announced just a few hours ago that they are getting rid of the carousel and returning to the short shoot from turn, what was it, turn four, five to turn seven. Yeah. And so they're going to run the straightaway rather than the long carousel. I Big think w. It, it it's going to be more exciting. I'm a fan of the carousel, but I also enjoy the short shoot. I think they're both awesome formats. I would love if they did them, you know, every other year. You get one year that it's the carousel, one year that it's a short shoot, so that you're constantly seeing them trying to redevelop the car or come up with a new setup each time. It's a new. It's almost a new visit every single time to Sonoma Raceway.
1: Well, it kind of is already because the tire changed or anything. But no, I I I am a big fan of this because I thought the carousel was super cool. But then you know I was I was really fast uh, in the short shoot layout when I first time I went there in 2018 and uh, got a great finish for God Brothers, and then when we came back for the 2019 one um, and the carousel i wasn't nearly as fast didn't run as well so not you know big l in my book um, so i like the regular one and that's that's basically my entire thoughts on it well <laughs> i agree that's that's also kind of important for you because you're
0: you you may or may not we don't know but you have the we opportunity hope. to race sonoma in a truck which is a pretty yes. big deal
1: and I'm actually very excited that it's this this layout now because I just feel like I had that layout down. And I, you know it's why I felt like I had that layout down? Because of all the years of playing it on the NASCAR console games growing up. So, and then eventually in NR2003, I think I ran that, you know, millions of laps around that place. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, sound like uh, Denny there, but thousands, <laughs> thousands of
0: it, laps. And your initial reaction when you saw Sonoma, uh, as green instead of tan for the first time.
1: No, I'd never seen it green. It was only green in Gran Turismo. That's when they had it wrong. They had it wrong. They had it wrong. They went there at the <laughs> wrong time of year, obviously, because it's not green.
0: <laughs> uh, Sonoma Raceway gets very green f- during the winter and springtime months. I've Every time I've actually been at the track and raced it, uh, been a part of a race team, it's been green, and it's a beautiful experience. I wish NASCAR would do it as part of their West Coast swing. I think it's a yeah.
2: much more beautiful experience. I am excited we're going back to the layout this year, that layout, the classic layout. It is the superior layout for stock cars. The carousel's great Amen. if you're driving sports cars, but it's it, the stock car layout is for stock cars. Dang it. I, and and I, I, I think... Go ahead. Well, I was going
1: to say that I'm with you, AJ, and I got this tweet already today about, well, then should NASCAR run the boot at Watkins Glen? Hell no! No, as you put it, no. it's a the other one is a stock car layout. It's NASCAR's layout. Why
2: would we go to the one that everyone else runs? If yeah, we got our own. And if we go to the boot at Watkins Glen, we're not gonna be able to use that runoff out of the carousel. Yeah, it's a, that's like the coolest part of the track is when they go over the runoff. And it's like, oh my gosh, mm. I'd like to see F1 do this. Ha ha ha! ha we that, can't do that. Track do limits. The that's track a, a great limit. point.
0: I'm really excited for that camera out of turn six for yeah, run right next to the wall. Oh, that that's quintessential Sonoma. That's one thing I'm excited for to be, be back is then jumping over turn yep. five, the right front tires, turning it into a two wheeler and then <laughs> slamming back on the ground and going hurtling towards a wall. And just by the mere grace of Goodyear's traction
1: gets them back going through the short shoot. And that's a great point, and that, that corner is so fun, and when you're on a Q-lap and you nail that curb and it goes up on two wheels, you one, you'd be surprised how, like, comfortable it does it. It's not, like, it looks like it'd be the most, like, just aggressive and, like, you know, assaulting thing when your car goes up in two wheels and then slams back to the ground, but it you, you barely feel it. It's very comfortable. So it's just such a cool thing, and then you blast all the way out next to that wall, and the car... You know, gets all squirrely and bounces over the curb, and then you have to immediately start braking for the the slowest corner in all of NASCAR. Uh, when you're especially when you're on older tires, so that track, awesome. They, you know, they they've got the right one there. We don't need to go back to the carousel one. So, guys, it's <laughs> a good experiment.
2: We have big guys. news. We do have we big news. Possibly we the end, biggest we can news. We end this podcast
1: with this because they will have already seen it. Most likely because we'll I think we should probably in, release this podcast after we release the announcement. Mm-hmm. But E Racer has an e NASCAR team this year in 2022. Thank you very much.
2: Clapping. Woo. Someone put some clapping in here. Woo.
0: Yes. Woo. We're going e-NASCAR. Yeah. Click at sport. sport.
2: Yeah, Suck
1: it's been acquired. Second time, two years. I'm just really good at trading these things around and selling I'm like charters.
2: Uh, Biggerman sport more like doesn't exist sport hey it's a i'm gonna sleep
1: for a little bit i think (laughs) first the question many people ask is why uh well a couple reasons one you know we're just doing so much under this brand it made more sense did not and we have so much crossover between the people working on both sides (laughs) why build two brands when you can build one uh really great brand two i think one is it i just said we have a lot of the same people working on it it just helps everyone continue to grow what we're doing here at eraser get get in front of more people have more content more things that we can do as a group and as a you know as a community and have something to root for each time so i think i think you know this is gonna be a fun thing we do have our drivers picked up but we're not gonna announce those right this second so we'll probably wait for that for later in the week but we hired dale jr uh, right we hired Dale Jr. Yep, Dale yeah, Jr. Okay. and uh, Lewis Hamilton is leaving Mercedes to come be our eNASCAR driver. So great, fantastic. Yeah. Where's awesome.
0: that? Where's that F1 headline?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's the next one that's gonna drop. Lewis Hamilton uh, debating in quotations eNASCAR adventure. <laughs> no, I'm actually really
0: excited for this year. For uh, for those of you who don't follow eNASCAR, it's basically, it is the coca-cola e nascar series where they have the best 40 drivers in iRacing racing on the oval side go out and they do th- their own nascar they don't mimic the exact calendar but they but they do their own schedule where they go out and they race i don't know what is it 20 weeks some some decent number of weeks for a prize pool of three hundred thousand dollars um to basically try to become the best oval i-racing racer on the platform and there are 20 teams two drivers apiece, and it's a mix of actual ovals you got road courses i i don't know if they're gonna do it the the bristol dirt this year i i don't know yet but i'm really excited because it's fully open setup you can tune the car however you want and it's using the next gen cars So it's going to be a whole new experience for everyone going into this year. And I know from discussions with some of the drivers, a lot of them are very uncertain about how that performance from their previous experience in the Coke series is going to translate to the next-gen car. So there could be a lot of unknowns, a lot of drivers who may have been great previously may struggle with the new car, and some (sighs) backmarkers might be able to slingshot themselves out to the front of the
2: pack.
1: Yep. Love it. AJ, you're going to have great memes.
2: I, I th- The other E-NASCAR teams aren't even ready for the meme nope. storm that's about to be brought on them. Like, just be ready because we're coming for you.
1: <laughs> we literally are trying to take your lunch. That's mm-hmm. the best way to put it, right? So.
0: yeah we've we've hired lunch stealers across the nation so when we find yeah. out where you're at they're gonna go and core your your lunch from you to us
1: <laughs> exactly all right guys well i can't wait to uh tell more you know put more of that out there but guys i think we should uh we should put this podcast to bed for this episode five episodes five episodes five. that's a huge we've done deal
0: it.
2: that's five a huge episodes. four more than i thought we would do to be yeah honest. Absolutely. play the music
1: play the
0: music Alright, music is... Yeah, it's playing. Come on. Five oh, episodes. Is it? Yes, it's playing. Yay. Heck yeah. Well, see you soon. Alright, we will be back sometime in the near future. Chet's ski Next week, hopefully. Yes, probably.